This is Corolla Digital. Hello, my little tasty cakes. It's me, Allison, and I'm excited to present to you the second half, the second installment of my Bobcat Goldthwait interview episode. Um, I have to tell you that Gary and I just had a little debate over how I should address you, and he thought I should call you uh, half-eaten sticky buns because in part one of the Bobcat Goldthwait uh two-part episode. I called you sticky buns. And I was worried that you guys wouldn't get it. And he thought that I should be raising the dialogue. And I'm sorry that I doubted you. I know that you would have gotten it, my little half-eaten sticky buns. Did you get it? Anyway, I also wanted to remind you to visit gotomeeting.com and use the promo code Allison for your free 30-day trial. Uh, As I've said before, they are tracking that. So please use the promo code Allison. That helps the show. Or you can click on the Citrix banner on my site. Also, don't forget to get your tickets to see Allison Rosen is your new best friend live. Live, I say. Uh, That's August 9th at NerdMelt. And the guest is Pete Holmes. Musical guest is the one and only Michael Rosas. So go to AllisonRosen.com for uh, info and tickets. I love you. Here we go. Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison. Maybe we should do some Just Me or Everyone. <laughs> okay, that's a great idea. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right, this is where people send in things they do or think where they wonder, is it just me or everyone? Um, and then we say whether we also do them or not. Um, the first one is actually from my parents, uh, and you met them, Bobcat. Yes. Okay. My dad's okay. He he wrote here. Okay, here's a real J O M E, but he <laughs> meant J M O J M O E. Just me or everyone? But he wrote just or me, everyone. Uh, it's and a he's jump. talking about yeah, it's a jam. Uh, can know I'm in a toy store by the special toy store smell. And I only vaguely am aware of this, but I do think it is a thing. Toy stores do have a certain smell. And I think it's in the very, like, in the recesses of my memory. Does this mean anything to you? Yeah. I think it's kind of, like, sweet and rubbery. It's the rubber, like, uh, you know, the, what was it, Strawberry Bright? Or what was that toy that smelled? Strawberry Shortcake. Yeah, Strawberry Shortcake. Yeah, so it's that smell. That and parents' tears. (laughs) That's what you smell. And the faint hint of urine. Okay. There's, like, seven things I love about this tweet. First of all, everyone... That is now screaming that your parents are on Twitter. It's at Allison's parents. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's very funny. Uh, I think I didn't even notice the JMO mess up because I was <laughs> I was so enamored with like three other things. Okay, what he, is the uh, uh, what is the uh, is it an owl or a cat or it's, it's, it's a Maltese? It's, it's a dog. Oh, okay. dog. It's okay. Toby. Oh, I um, see. He's got his head cocked. Yeah, it's taken from above. He's a nice I guy. like the fact a that your dad is savvy enough to be on Twitter. <laughs> B that he's savvy enough to know that if you send an because it says at I, Allison Rosen I at the beginning, him that once. but he put a period in front of it <laughs> so because that there's a chance it. that one of the that, that of his 185 followers, 
one of them may not follow you and therefore may miss this gem. So he has ensured that everyone will know. Which is even weirder because a J-O-M-E, as he's like to call it, just seems fucking crazy if you don't listen to this show. I know. I don't think he considered the fact I don't either, but I love it. I'm so, I, I was so happy with this tweet. I sat there and laughed for like five minutes when I was pulling it. Okay. All right. Now, someone wrote that, oh, G. Kenyon said he enjoys his urine smell post-asparagus and laments that there aren't more ways. Okay, here we go. I enjoy my urine smell post-asparagus and wish there were more options to manipulate the smell or color of it. And to that I say, yes. I don't know why I never thought about the fact that you can't really manipulate the smell of your urine with other things and how that would be wonderful if you could. Although I'm always amazed at how fast the asparagus takes hold of the pee. Anyone else amazed by that? Oh, you mean that there's no lag time? Like, right. Asparagus? Well, I've always wondered how – like if you were to eat asparagus on the toilet, I think it would be instant. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to try. Uh, I've offered. To, I've offered that, to time it on the podcast before. No one has taken me up on it, but well, I really would. Yeah, I would say. Uh, I I don't know. I you know I can't say that I really smelled my urine. I'm missing something, or maybe it just says I don't eat greens. Have you? Well, some people lack the enzyme. I think that <laughs> makes their pee smell after asparagus. I've read this. Ah. Have you not noticed a but, certain asparagus funk? What does – no, I'm not really big on asparagus, but oh. what does coffee do? Well, that's the thing. So then someone wrote, I do that with coffee pee, to which I say, what? I had no idea. I don't think coffee affects your urine. I don't know. I drink coffee every day, so I just think coffee smells like urine. Like when I go into Starbucks, I go, wow, this place smells like piss. Somebody should get a bucket and a mop. Yeah. I actually pee coffee at this point. That's good. <laughs> or maybe I need to go to the doctor's. No, I think uh, I think you should just be thankful that you have a special type of um, coffee maker. Okay, uh, Hector Horton says. Oh, and Bobcat, perhaps you'll relate to this one. I select my cat's food based on my own tastes. I always avoid the fishy ones and go for the chicken or beef. Just me or everyone? I don't do that because I don't have cats. Well, I actually time the eating tuna around when my cats are eating. They're tuna, so so they won't eat my tuna. Oh, that's so cute. That's kind of weird, isn't it? I did that last night. Yeah, because uh, Squeaky Fromm always tries to get my right. tuna, so I, I do the bait and switch. And they'll accept uh, that arrangement? They don't want yours just because it's yours? No, it's just theirs smells better, honestly. I mean, <laughs> that, so, so uh, yeah. I don't know, but I haven't – that's as far as I take it, but um, – yeah, I mean, I think sometimes I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't eat chicken or beef, so I don't give my cats chicken or beef. I guess maybe oh. I am. I am part of this. Are you a pescatarian? I don't know. I eat tuna. That's about it. Do you, I even would you eat other fish though? Yeah, but I'm starting to get to the point where I can't wrap my brain around that either. So hmm. uh, you know, what I mean, I don't know. So uh, I I don't have a problem with other people eating uh, animals, but just for myself, I, I I think like you know what's weird is like if you say you don't eat stuff, uh, what drives me nuts is that uh, you could even get attacked for that, and you're like for not eating things. Yeah, yeah, it's like I don't care what you eat. You know, I guess right. Why is that? Why is it like like I think that people there is this weird sense that you're if. If you're talking to someone who doesn't eat meat, that they're judging you. 
when a lot of the vegetarians or vegans I know aren't judging you. I mean, Although you... I think I've probably met – no. I'm trying to think if I've met asshole vegans or if I just have this sense that there are some very judgmental <laughs> vegans out there. But I've also known ve- – like my sister was vegan for a while. I've known vegans who actually don't make you, what you eat their business at all. Yeah. I think – I don't know why someone's so threatened by it, you know. But, yeah. you know, it, it's uh, it, it's the time and place we live in. You know, you don't make your decisions for yourself on what works for you personally. You have to be on a team and, and bash the other guys, you know. Are there any teams that you're on? No, I'm not a joiner, but you know, Alex, yeah. I, I, I don't eat meat, but I own a gun. You know, <laughs> people don't know what to make of me. I guess. Why do you own a gun? Because I like shooting it. It's explosives. I hold. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Do you love Fourth of July? No, no, that's amateurs. That's like <laughs> that's like you know how, how how alcoholics don't go out on New Year's. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, or but, Fridays? Or Fridays? Yeah. So no, I I uh, I like shooting a gun. I mean, I I I think it's a it's fun. I mean, so um, I I I I you know for the longest time I I didn't. Uh, I was weird about guns, but but weird uh, like what? Like how? To the point where. Because I'm afraid of them. I used well. I had a lot of problems with them. I grew up with a lot of guns in the house, so I, I kind of they they I wasn't into them, but they were used uh, <laughs> for shooting animals and and they just were hunting. Yeah, and they just kind of it was just this weird spooky cabinet that was filled with them yeah. and stuff to me. And and the likelihood of someone getting liquored up and shooting someone was pretty good. Uh, so that kind of. But now, as somebody as an adult, and uh, I, I, I just uh, I like firing a gun. I went out with a bunch of guys who do it. I started shooting guns. I, I, I mean, I, I say it's like explosives. I mean, I, I do. I don't. You know, I'm not like a hillbilly driving around shooting trash and rabbits. You know, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I go to yeah, ranges what, and stuff. And what do you shoot? I shoot revolvers mostly. So I mean, I don't. I don't I don't shoot like uh I'm not interested in in like high powered automatic weapons because uh because it's there's n- the skill part is gone you know what I mean mm-hmm. that's just like you know blah, 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 you know I I I like uh I like you know it's just kind of here's why I think I like guns you want to know why I would like to know It's like scuba diving um when when you're scuba diving you're con- you you can't think of anything else you just can't you 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 relax cuz you're constant you know you're breathing and you're taking in the environment and you you're just there you're not thinking about anything else so when you're firing the gun it's the same thing it's like you can't be thinking about bs you can't be arguing with people who aren't in the room you know <laughs> it's yeah. like the best way in the world to clear your head yeah like i actually heard that recently well you'll when you walk out you realize you're not thinking about anything. Yeah. And it, and it all starts to come back in. But for that, like, 30 minutes, you have not been thinking about shit except yeah. what you're doing. I that, once rode a bike for a really long great. time, and that's how I felt after that. Really? <laughs> yeah. But, Where'd I mean, it go? was uh, – it, it was in Orange County, and I went from my parents' house, like, down to Balboa, um, the peninsula, and then back – and this was – I hadn't ridden a bike in like 20 years and I basically got dared to. It was like, we're going to we're gonna bike ride to the beach. I'm not even going to ask you though because you would never go. And I was like, oh, really? Yes, I will. <laughs> and um, and you know how they say you don't forget to ride a bike? You, you can. You <laughs> oh, yeah. Or maybe I never learned how to turn left or right <laughs> because that barely came back to me. But um, 
And so anyway, for a little while, I was into bike riding and learning again. And I just remember feeling so tired after the whole long thing and so noodly. And um, but like I couldn't think about anything. And I thought this is kind of how I want to be. I mean, I can't maintain that level of um, you'd have to keep riding further. Yeah, that level of exercise induced stupidity. But <laughs> anyway, well, I know what you mean about the the clearing well, your head. I getting dared into something is 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 uh, I I used to go down to Mexico with the, the a lot of the crew guys from the Kimmel show and uh, and they would surf and they were all twenty years younger than me and they or even more and. And uh, there was this guy uh, sitting on the beach next to me. He goes, yeah, so you just sit here because you're too old. <laughs> and I was like – so I grab a, a longboard and I go up and I stood up and rode it in. First time it was – and then I should have just put it in the sand because then I would have been a badass. But then I went back out and I ate shit. I just took a board in the head. Like I, it was like the board shoots straight up in the air and I'm like, man, it's so quiet. <laughs> Why is it so quiet? And then bonk, and hit me right in the head. But there was like this lag time. I had enough time to go. Why is it quiet? Bam. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's dangerous when when you when you uh, when you when you get daring into into, uh, into stuff like that. Yeah, I normally don't allow that to happen. Uh, but but that time I did. Okay, Hollista says I'm absolutely terrified to walk up or down stairs with someone following behind me. It's a race for my life. Um, I don't have that. Although I can, pr- if I'm in the deep end of a pool, I can pretty quickly uh, talk myself into being afraid of something that I can't see down in the deep end. Even though obviously there's not going to be a shark in the pool. Or oh, anything. really? Yeah. Well, I remember being that being a fear when I was a little kid, learning to swim. Like, what if there's a shark? Even though there couldn't be. <laughs> but as an adult, if I'm in a body of water and I can't see all the way to the bottom, I can sort of freak myself out by just thinking about it. I think that's like uh, uh, a human nature. Maybe thing. it is. Yeah. I mean, because because uh, because it's uh, it, it was true, right? <laughs> It still is, but I have no problems swimming like in a in a murky lake and and all really? that. Yeah, I, I I don't know why, but uh, uh, but uh, this person should worry about me because although I don't act on it quite often, when I'm on an escalator or or walking behind someone, totally unprovoked for no reason at all, I'm I'm like punch him in the back of the head. Like this voice tells me to hit him in the back of the head. Now I don't act on it. That's good. <laughs> but it's usually like if it's an old lady on an escalator. I, I, I want to punch her in the back of the head. Now, what do you imagine would happen? I don't I don't really. And I'm not angry. It's mostly because of the reaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't do it. That and when someone asks for directions, when they come, come up you to my car. You want to punch them in the head? Well, they come over the window. They go, hey, can you help me? Bam. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't. Again, I don't. Now – Hollywood Moegan says not putting salt on the chips at a Mexican restaurant. But here's what's interesting about that. As if everyone else puts salt on their chips at a Mexican restaurant. Do they? I don't. I've seen people do it, but I don't think it's like the normal way. I don't think it's a – yeah. I I don't think he's quite got the spirit of the JMO here. Yeah, I'm confused by that one. Yeah, I think he just wants to know if he's the only one who doesn't put salt on his chips. Maybe not. (laughs) Hey, I don't do something. Is it me? (laughs) Yes, it it is you. I didn't do a lot of things all day today, Hollywood Morgan. All right. Now, Chris Ridley, moving to the bottom, says, 
he wears his socks inside out as they're infinitely more comfortable that way. I don't do that. Although sometimes I'll realize that I had my underwear on inside out and I'll realize and I'll think oh, something felt wrong all day. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, because it's like a different slightly different texture the in the the the, the side from- the, the crotch side versus the non-crotch side. But is this is this coming from your head or your body? I mean, is it your butt going? This has been a weird day. <laughs> Which one is it? It's both. It's both? It's a collaboration. We had to go to a meeting somewhere around my spleen and <laughs> discussed that something felt a little off. Um, but I will wear mismatched socks. And I know that there are people who think that that means you're crazy. But I don't think so. I just think, why play by their rules? Yeah, man. You know? You don't need the man telling you how to put your no! socks on. No. And plus, if they're, if they're just going to be in sh- – if people aren't going to see them anyway, they're all the same. Who cares? <laughs> I, if I saw you wearing different socks, I wouldn't think you were crazy. I would think it was, you know, laundry time or something. Well, it's always laundry time. That's You're true. colorblind or you got dressed in the dark. Now, let me ask you, though. Do you – will you wear socks – like, I've, I'm not – I never – I don't have any shoe wear where there's an option that the socks will never be seen. You're at, you're, at some point, you're always going to see some portion of my socks when I'm like, if I sit down, like when my jeans come up, like you're going to see it. Like I don't have any like high ankled shoes or anything. You should so, invest in some. So does your all wear different, all the wear non-matching socks apply if there's a chance that someone will notice it? Well. Because you're a rebel if so. But if you only wear it with like your high ankle boots, then I don't think that's weird or courageous at all trying to think when I've worn like tennis shoes here or something because there was a there was a time where I was you know dressed down there was the brief sweatpant tennis the, shoe the new mom era the, yeah they, the, they... the post the post the, the recovering from surgery phase and I'm trying to think what I was so going wearing... on with my socks then so or... yeah I'm trying to pick you had black sweatpants <laughs> Yes, actually. Did you have black yeah. sweatpants and uh-huh. black t-shirts? Or? No, I think... Gray sweatshirts. Yeah. Gray, no, and one was light blue. One was light blue. I borrowed that and, one. And her mom drove her every day from Orange County. <laughs> so it was, it was adorable. on painkillers. And then she'd, oh, really? sit, yeah. she'd sit here and listen to the whole show. It was, it was really how, cool. how were those uh, podcasts? They were actually they were really good. They were really good. Really? They were good. I'm going to have some to people, listen. Some people say they miss that. They, oh, really? Were you yeah. a little slurry or were you brutally honest? Or? I wasn't second-guessing anything. In <laughs> fact, I remember really? before one of the shows, I received some bad news. And, and I remember thinking, sort of like that thing where you're like poking at your reflection in a mirror. I was thinking, normally this would bother me, but I don't give a flying fuck right now. Woo! And you went through – did you mention it on the broadcast? Yes, that I was on pain – yeah, because I had – Oh, to ex- no, I meant the, the, oh, the painful no. thing. No, no, no. I um, – the only time I was high in 30 years was uh, I I had back surgery. And and I, I – uh, when uh, my wife came over once and I was uh, – this is before we were married and stuff. And I was sitting there crying watching um, – a movie on Lifetime. <laughs> she goes, you don't get any more pain meds. <laughs> I was sitting here watching Marky Post, Mother May I... No, no. I was, Mother uh, May I Sleep with Danger? That's not... That's Tori Spelling. That, yeah, yeah Tori Spelling. Right. I did see that. No, I was watching Chasing the Dragon with Marky Post where she's accurately portraying a heroin addict. I have never seen that. <laughs> oh, thank me now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I've got to go find that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so that was the end of my uh, my back pain. So, um, wait, are you sober? 
Or you just don't do, I, get high? I uh, stopped drinking and uh, taking drugs and all that stuff when I was 19. But people don't know that because I don't really think it's an achievement. You know, people <laughs> people stop this stuff and you, and you go, hey, you know, I'm sober. And you go, oh, I don't care. You know, that you good good for you. Who gives a rat's ass, you know? Like, yeah. That, that, that's like that's like when people like crap out a kid like people act like that's an achievement it's like when talk to me in 20 years if your kid's a decent person but just because you you know go to india you'll learn really quick that life is not as uh, fragile or precious as as people like to think but i think that for people where it was a struggle to quit something yeah it can be an achievement it's but if it's a struggle you know it's it's a little bit like I made a commitment to stop walking out into traffic. <laughs> you know, good for you. Yay. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome. You know, I, I just think uh, uh, I think uh, I, it's again like it's kind of what I was talking about earlier. It's uh, the fact that people don't have much. Nothing's private. People don't have shame. People don't have um, everything. Everybody does. People feel that it's open for discussion. At this point in my life, I'm willing to talk about it just because. I get bored of people thinking um, uh, I'm high or was high all Mm -hmm. these years, which uh, I just get bored because it's like it's people who don't take drugs that think my behavior before was the actions of a drug addict. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like like people who are like. As if that's the only way to explain it or something. Yeah. It's also their way to understand. You know, it's just like. It's like Charlie Sheen, like people jumping at him and, oh, Charlie Sheen's on drugs. It's like, no, he's he's having manic episodes, you know what I mean? It's like when you're really high, you don't hold press conferences. <laughs> right. You, you stay inside and, you you know, yeah. there's black helicopters flying over your house, you know. you, you know. But it, it's just uh, nerdy gossip people. I kind of don't trust people who don't drink or, or didn't drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, and, we'll see – Wait, which one though? Because no, 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 I don't. Like, I I don't trust people who never ever. Cause yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I barely ever drink, um, and I don't say I'm sober because to me, if I say that, then that makes that puts me in a certain category, which I'm not in. Like I don't right. go to meetings, and I'm not because occasionally I will drink, and I don't want everyone to be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> she's, she's back on the, the wagon," or she's something. She's on the juice, yeah, or back or off the wagon, yeah. But but I mean, I stopped drinking because I felt like it was getting out of hand for me. Um, but when I meet someone who has Who's never, never ever, it. and and especially when I was getting sober, that freaked me out when I would meet someone who would never, because I feel like we are in such different places in life then. And now I'm questioning my use of the term getting sober. But I mean, it was a process to quit because I, I was, um, you know, it was, it was alcohol and it was drugs and it was a whole pattern of, of just acting out and behavior. So I, it was a lot of, of changes, but yes, yeah, someone who never, ever has touched any of that, that you don't trust them out. and you're weirded out. Now, do yeah. your folks know about this or are they um, hearing yeah. about it right now? No, they know. <laughs> they, they they know to would degrees. They, would they care? They would care if you were hurting yourself. Yes. But they wouldn't care. I th- There's no, no, I think they're proud of me that I took control of something that I felt like. Because this all happened when I was living in New York, so I wasn't here. But, the, but, but there's lots of people who go that, through, like, you know, 
really use alcohol and drugs in a very dangerous and or or in a way that's that's relentless and then they go they stop and then they actually later on still occasionally will do it and they're not uh, an alcoholic or a drug addict they just had a phase where they drank alcoholically <laughs> right that? I think that's more what I was because that was always a question that I that I had was like well am I an alcoholic because I don't you know I hear these people talking and I what they're talking about that doesn't sound like me to me but I kept saying I don't want to drink tonight and then I'd go to an event or a function and then I would drink and I was like why, why am I not able <laughs> right, you know to- I kept finding myself in these positions where I had made a promise with myself and I broke it and then that would lead to you know texting some guy that I had decided I don't think I should be seeing this person anymore. And then I just was having trouble controlling my own behavior. And I am something of a control freak with myself. So therefore, other people probably wouldn't have found all that problematic. But to me, the fact that I couldn't get a grip on these things was upsetting to me. So, you know, I I got a grip on it. Now I don't ever have fun, and I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's one. Uh, no, I do have fun sometimes. Okay, Chris Rid- Ridley says, and this will be the last just me, everyone, wear both boxers and briefs at the same time because boxers don't give any support, briefs just plain look ridiculous, and boxer briefs only so- solve both problems halfway. Um, well, obviously, I don't do any of that, but you guys... Wearing what, two to, pairs of underwear at once—that sounds nuts. That's a little bananas. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, <laughs> I feel like you're hot boxing your crotch. I think you're over wrapping. I don't know what what this guy. Uh, I think he. That's just him. Yeah, that's just him. I think he came to the door with a boner one day. Uh, <laughs> at, at, you know, I mean, the pizza guy or or uh, some Mormons or something saw it. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, I think that's. I think he's terrified of an erection. Yeah. Or terrified of a drip. He's terrified of an erection. He's got to be. I mean, how much support do you need? Not much. Maybe he's got, like, huge balls. I don't but know. But even if you have huge balls, like, whatever. I, I don't – I think that's ridiculous. I think boxer briefs are just fine. I don't know. I don't think underwear look good on men, period, really. So You prefer the men naked? I do. <laughs> Uh, where do you sit walked on the underwear right, thing? Walked right into that, didn't I? Um, where do I sit on the underwear thing? I think, I think men can look good in underwear. <laughs> I think it's not across the board, but 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 uh, like I think like uh, a dude my age in in tidy whities. Oh no, that's bad. Is not cool. I don't. I, I think very. <laughs> Few, if any, men can pull off tidy whities. Really? Like, I guess if you're thin and 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 young, right? But, e- but even then, I think you look it's a little like a weird. Speedo, almost. You know, it's it's too um, little. <laughs> there's too. There's not enough fabric on you. Is generally what I think. You know, I'm sure I could meet a guy though who loves to wear tidy whiteies and. Then I could say, but for you, they work. They work. Now, I don't what about so. your gentleman boyfriend? Does he? What is, does he have boxers or tidy whities? He has boxer briefs. Ah, thirty-five. Now I'm. Oh my god! Now I'm bl- blanky. This is almost like not being able to know what not like not being able to say what color eyes he has. Because now I'm thinking. All right, then what color eyes does he have? Boxer briefs. No, he has. Uh, he has green eyes. Um, he has brief eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. 
I'm pretty sure well, this it's will be, Boxer Breeze. This will be a good test to find out if he listens to the show. He does. I know that. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, what kind of underwear do you guys wear? I wear boxer briefs. I wear boxers briefs. I don't like the boxers because <laughs> they they don't seal up the the fly. Yeah. Bad and times. Then, and then what? It runs into your jeans? <laughs> it flop around. Okay. You know? Okay. All right. All right. I got the image. Okay. No, but you know, I you know, it just uh, it doesn't separate. You know. All right. He's totally right. Hundred percent agree. That's a snafu in the boxing industry. I feel industry. like the boxer briefs are sort of the, um, they are they're at the like cutting edge of men's underwear technology. Oh yeah, right? I think I think in twenty thirty years, boxers and briefs will be gone. Right, like men's <laughs> one piece bathing suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They you will know? be like they're a thing of the past. And a handlebar mustache. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I can't decide whether we should do Hey, Go Fuck Yourself first or whether Bobcat and I should talk about the awkward thing that we talked to that we only touched upon earlier. Let's do Hey, Go Fuck Yourself first. <laughs> hey, 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 go fuck yourself. So once again, it was a little bit difficult for me to find a solid Hey, Go Fuck Yourself because I haven't been regularly... That was a hard word to say. I haven't been regularly... Um, Ego surfing. Exactly. <laughs> and my ego has suffered. No, it's actually better because of that. But then, as if, as if um, someone was smiling down upon me and laughing at me, I did encounter this comment. Um, okay. Alison Rosen thinks she is clever by constantly combining two words like, this podcast is fantastic. It's podtastic. I can only imagine how this must be a staple for her unlistenable Alison Rosen is your best friend podcast. <clears throat> you notice when she does this, her voice gets really loud and excited sounding. You know she thinks she hit comedic gold or come old, as she would call it. Okay, you fucking moron. Here's the thing. When you're f- when you're making, trying to point out how a comedian is not funny, you can't do your impression of their jokes, which are unfunny, and then point to that as evidence of them being unfunny. You, you asshole, would have to go find actual examples of me putting two words together, like fondoozy, which is actually, I think, what got me hired for this job. But I would never say podtastic. That's like hacky and stupid and come old. That just sounds like a kind of mold. So, hey, go fuck yourself. Uh, I, it's good go fuck to get it off my chest, and I feel like I get off more than just this. It's just a lot of anger. I, I actually – that helped me. That made me feel good. You're welcome. But here's the thing. Uh, uh, one of the things that does as frost my cake, as <laughs> my dearly departed mother would say, is the folks that say what I thought. You know, Goldthwaite thinks this and yeah. thinks that. It's like, It's like I'm not – uh, aware. I'm not sitting around going, if I do this, people will react this way. Yeah. I, I really just do what I do. And, and that's fear-based when they say that kind of crap. They, they're they living their whole life, you know, uh, 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 I'll do this to get that. And I'll, you know, so. Right. But, but um, that will drive me bananas. And, uh, and, and <laughs> you know, it, 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 but, but you can't feed into it. You were just saying that. It's like, I was just in London for over a week, and uh, and I and I <laughs> and 
I didn't ego surf and you want to know something? Didn't miss anything. Mm-hmm. It just felt good. Just, you know, so, so, uh, you know, that every once in a while I'll catch something. I'll go, oh, this is, this is happening and we should be aware of it. But that's not really important. Well, that, but then do you, what about the, what about people who, Aren't listening to the point where they're way off base. Get what I'm saying? They're they're making stuff, and they're they're not connecting with people anymore. They're not even connecting with the people that would like them. Well, that's the fear. I mean, that at the beginning, that's why I wanted to read the comments, and that is what I was afraid of when I stopped, or you know, I, I periodically stop. And what I'm always afraid of is, well, then it's like I'm just doing the podcast in a vacuum, and I want to know what people's reactions are. Um, but I mean, so, I, I don't know how you can honestly know because I don't know if the people who comment negative or positively is an accurate portrayal of that's the thing. Of I don't what people think it like. really is. You know, what I mean, like like the new movie when I'm poking around trying to figure out the the folks that actually watch it and comment on it. Uh, I mean, the folks who actually comment on it, uh, they're all they're mad and bananas. Yeah. That, but then the folks. That that just give it a rating, it's very high. It's the highest rated movie I've had. So the people that do want to watch that movie and watch it are happy with it. So, and then the people that take the time to write a review of it, you know, I think one of the things I find really funny, I was looking on Amazon about people, and and they have a problem with the fact that um, that there's these long winded monologues in the movie, and they are. I mean, the movie I was basing it on was a movie called Little Murders, but there's movies like Network. There was uh, like David Mamet does this, and that was the kind of thing I wanted to experiment. Tarantino does it. I was like, hey, can I do these long monologues that aren't realistic about stuff? That was just – it's as if like I was making a musical or some a genre almost. So so, so the folks that don't agree with what the character is saying, <laughs> this one guy spent seven long paragraphs saying that it's, it's, it's these long-winded diatribes that I wrote. <laughs> and I was like, your diatribe is – Yeah. Is, is, is seven times longer than Frank's rant. <laughs> that you're complaining about. So people are insane. Would yeah. you like to tell that guy something? Yeah, he can go fuck himself. And uh, and while he's at it, uh, 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 Prophet68, you can go fuck right off too. Hey, <laughs> I don't know who he is. Go fuck yourself. I have one more and I shouldn't even, even – This is, I'm going to regret revealing that I even know what this asshole is writing on Twitter. But it's this one hater of mine and I saw one of his tweets. And see, this one isn't even to me though. But um, this this uh, woman had written something like WTF he doing. And so he wrote to her WTF he doing. This is paraphrase. Don't you mean WTF is he doing? WTF he doing is not a complete sentence. Um, you don't want people to think you're dumb, do you? But he wrote Y-O-U-R. <laughs> now, I can't respond to that, obviously. But it's like if you're going to be that much of an asshole that you're going to call out someone's grammar on Twitter, you should make sure your own grammar is uh, uh, is um, perfect, right? Yes, but I mean that's why I am not on Twitter. The, the fear of, of misspelling something when I'm arguing someone. Yeah, you know, I, I do think it is a huh, Twitter is a. a I don't know. You know, maybe someday I'll, I'll get involved in it, but it's just the idea of. Uh, and there's some people who are very witty, you know, uh, who write really funny things. But but uh, I do just see a lot of narcissists showing the world what shitty spellers they are, and uh, and then 
and then retweeting people who think they're awesome. <laughs> I have to watch that actually because it's tempting. It's very tempting. Really? If someone will say something really nice about a podcast episode and I want to retweet it to be like, look, you guys, you should listen. It's great. But then I realize if you're just retweeting compliments, that's really blowhardy. <laughs> I still do it sometimes, but do you? not I, always. I, I, uh, I'm not on Twitter. so But I am, but trust me, I, I, I do have a, a big ego. I mean, um, you know what it is, though? It, when, when I r- repeat something or something that I'm impressed by, someone that I look up to and they have something nice to say about my work, I, I don't think it's me bragging saying, hey, this guy thinks I'm cool. I- I'm cool. I'm thinking, hey, this guy thinks I'm okay. Do you think I'm okay? <laughs> it's a little sadder. Yeah, but isn't that just a different perception of the same behavior? Oh, it is, but but I mean, I, I try not to do any of it. But 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 where do you, where do you draw the line to the point where you're not enjoying life? If something nice happens, you should let it in. You know right. what I mean? Right. It doesn't mean like uh, it doesn't need to change your perception, but you should be not so insecure that when you have awesome moments. That you, you you know you take a mental photograph of it, or you you go, oh, this is pretty rad. You right. know, this won't happen again. Well, you're you're right. There is something sort of, uh, I don't know, hypocritical is the right word, but the idea of someone says something nice, so I'm going to retweet it, so that everyone sees that this person <laughs> thought that about me. But I don't want to retweet it because I don't want everyone to think I'm a certain way. I mean, the whole thing, it's too the, the whole behavior is. <laughs> It's, is it's, you're letting what other people think of you determine everything. It's it's bananas. Mm-hmm. I think I, I, I don't that's why it's a slippery slope I don't go in. I had a wonderful experience. I don't think I ever told this on anything or or retold it. I I had a movie that, that we shot in two weeks with a crew from Craigslist. <laughs> and uh and it's called Sleeping Dogs Lie. It was called Stay and it was at Sundance and that was a big deal and there was a lot of funny stories and all that. But but the part of the story I never told was I went to Spain and there was 1,400 people and and the, and the mayor of this town is there and he looks like the the dude from the Monopoly board, you know what I mean? And, and everybody's in tuxedos and gowns and it was really funny. It looked like uh, – the dude really did look like that Monopoly board dude and the women looked like they had – they were like, like – Big chested women, and like they're the kind of women the Marx Brothers would offend. <laughs> you know, so so it was a very high flutin thing. And there I am in like a a, a cowboy hat and a, a skirt, like a, a Catholic schoolgirl skirt, and, and Naturally. Converse. And you know, I really didn't think it was going to be that high flutin. So I go in, and they go now. Look, sometimes they boo movies. So 20 minutes in, people are reading it subtitles, and they start laughing. And then the movie ended, and. Uh, and the whole place, it was quiet. And then they, they gave me a standing O. You know, they stood up for the movie. They stood up for our movie. And I, and, uh, I was overwhelmed, right? And then I signed some autographs. And it was crazy, right? But what I didn't know is that all 1,400 people were waiting for us to leave the theater. That they were standing on the stairwell. And as we walked out of the stairwell, there was like 1,400 people cheering us. It was like the end of Star Wars, you know? And... Um, you know, I just start crying. You know, I, I said to the the guy who was putting the movie out, I go, "Does this happen a lot?" And he's <laughs> like, "No, I've never seen it before." So I'm just sobbing, and and then I ran and got a, a camera from the car and came back in. So everyone, get back, get back to where you were. And I took pictures of them all. Now, 
that's an awesome thing. It only exists that's if so I retell though. the story, but I don't, you know, and and I, and I have those that moment, and it's important to just to, if I'm gonna. It, it, if I'm going to obsess on what somebody said and some tweet and stuff, you know, you have to let stuff like that in. You got to keep that stuff alive, not to be a, a blowhard or not to inflate yourself, but just to sit in that muck all the time is is useless. It's just wasted energy. Now, the tears was it because they liked your movie or because they liked they accepted you, or both or neither? I I didn't. I just didn't. Uh, I don't know why. I think I just lost it because. Uh, uh, it was weird to have that much kind of uh, love. It was crazy from strangers, you know. It was really strange. I mean, it was really Very weird. moving, yeah. Especially when you don't – I had no idea it was going to happen. You know, I turned around, and they're all waiting, and I really thought – I didn't know what they were waiting for. I thought someone else was coming or something because I've had that direct opposite thing too, like where there's a big crowd, and, and they're waiting for someone else. <laughs> hey, Bobcat, get out of the shot. <laughs> <laughs> but I think on some level, everyone wants to feel accepted and loved like that. I think there's that need in everyone. But here's the thing where I think people get derailed is when they have moments like that, they expect it every, They expect it to happen again. They yeah, and then they it, worry if it doesn't. And, they've, and, they, and they ruin the thing that did happen that was special and unique by, by – by, by, you know, I'm old enough that – by the time these kind of things were happening to me, I knew they were special, and, mm-hmm. I, and, and, uh, and I enjoyed them. All right. And now the awkwardness. So, because this has been like a running, I don't know how much you've heard of this, if any. This has been kind of a running commentary on this podcast. Um, my, the crush that I had on you, or have, and then the, um, and then the fallout of that, and then it's a whole thing. Okay. What's so, the fallout? Oh, oh. Oh, good. You, you don't know. I'll tell you. There's not Fallout's too strong, but okay. So it was on. I don't know. It was a podcast where I first talked about uh, my crush on you, and then you were on the Adam Carolla show, and we were doing a live show at Irvine, and you and I on that stage I heard of it. Yes. mentioned it. Called yes, you out. that's right. Because you said something like gross. And then you said, oh, I can feel out whatever crush Allison had on me just went away. <laughs> and then I said, oh, you knew about that. Huh? Right. And inside my head, I was thinking. Did you want to die? Uh, just a little bit. But I was like, you're good. You're cool. You sort of like like if when you fall down, you're like, I'm OK. Nothing's broken yet. I'm like, I'm fine. And then I had this fantasy of talking to you afterward and being so exactly the same as before you had mentioned this to show that I was not rattled by this at all. It was very weird. I instantly became 13 years old. And I imagined what, what I would say to you afterwards was something like, oh, you heard that? <laughs> and, you know, and then I'd, I'd hug you goodbye, which is probably what I would normally would have done, and then that would be it. But instead, what I found was that at the end of the show, I was like, okay, bye. And then I darted out of there and I felt weird. Just a little bit weird. Now, my parents were there. So I think it is a little bit understandable that I, I don't know, I don't know what made me turn into a thirteen-year-old. But I did then mention this on the podcast that when we had the podcast next, and Dr. Drew was here, and he's like, "Yeah, it's interesting the way Dr. Drew, the other guy, I have a my other celebrity <laughs> crush," um, and he's like, "It's interesting how we can all of a sudden, you know, feel like we're thirteen again, and you'd have to think like what had happened that day to make you feel that way, and blah blah blah." Um, so that was that. So then we're at Irvine again, and this guy 
shows up holding a bobcat Goldthwait mask <laughs> with the eyes cut out. Oh, that's creepy. It's Well, I mean, so he can see out of it, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. super creepy. <laughs> and he did that because he wanted me to be on his podcast and he figured that's the way to get to me. But so, you, <laughs> Did you do his podcast? No. He was creeped out. Creeped out, but he gave me the mask, So, which I considered bringing in and then I thought I'm not going to because um, – they won't won't come alive for the listeners at home, and so I'll just talk about my shirt, which is bright. So anyway, <laughs> but for the rest of the show, I was carrying around this bobcat, this creepy mask, and then I realized, and like a lot of people were stopping me and asking if they could take pictures with me, um, and then I realized I'm walking around an Adam Carolla show crowd carrying a bobcat mask <laughs> on a stick, and these people have heard these stories. Like that in doesn't Irvine, look once again. That doesn't look good. This happened so, in Irvine, and then. We go to my – so I do this podcast live sometimes. And there were two bobcats in the audience. <laughs> this, this guy and his podcast it. co-host. Oh, well, what do they look like, the masks? Um, is it old me or is it no, is it's, 80s it's me? No, it's this you. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's that hat I think even or it's a similar hat. <laughs> it could be this hat. Yeah. So, so I've got a lot of questions. First of all <laughs> – Drew and me. Yeah. You know what You're I think? You're in good company. You, you have a type. Oh, what is that? No, I, I can't think of anyone. <laughs> that I'm, really? <laughs> what is that type? I can't. See, and I I'm can't so think. narcissistic that I'm like, really? Oh, you really? It What's out? the type? I, yeah. I couldn't think of a, a, no. of a guy who I, I have less in common with, maybe. But um, but you both, you know what? You both seem like um, good listeners. Mm. Because my, because I was taken with you not from you um in police academy not not that old you right. persona but more the you from just talking to you oh well i am i am uh, uh i'm speechless first of all and i'm flattered how now you that? know how i felt now well that's i'm just gonna run off no, say, but, yeah. i gotta go my dead parents are here <laughs> uh, so i um yeah yeah i am speechless that's kind of uh nice but I don't. I think uh, I think that that's a, a, just a nice compliment, and and I'm not going to uh, poo-poo it and, and say negative things about myself or my appearance and stuff. Now, but don't people find that? And and, and uh, this isn't me having bad self-image, but obviously, if you say mention that you have a crush on me, people are like, "What?" You know. <laughs> Well, uh, if I re- so, did you hear the podcast I was on, or did someone tell you? No, that someone I- told me. Yeah. Oh, who? I don't that know how I. Down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you don't know who it was. Well, I no, but uh, so so I'm because cons- I think because I oh two things. <laughs> it was um it was for crying out loud that it was the parent experiment that that was the name before for crying out loud and I if I recall the other women in the room who I think know you um agreed like oh yeah there is there's something about him that's very that's um you know attractive so i think and so then therefore i have in my head built this idea that you are kind of like a stealth lafario <laughs> i are um, you um you well, do I, well you you do well with the ladies or you could if you wanted to I, yes um cuz you're charming and you're soft spoken i will say this i will say uh, 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 I'm full of the old malarkey, as my mother would say again. Um, I'm, I'm married, but, but, um, yes, I did. I, I, I guess, yeah, I guess. It's the same thing that makes you the unlikely homecoming king, I think. 
Yeah, but it's a you know it's a it's it's a power that you have to be careful with. No, uh, <laughs> you're admitting it. <laughs> no, I um hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm aware that 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 um, I've gone out with women and stuff that people would consider, you know, way out of my league and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think I I have uh, 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 I don't know what it is. You know, what, how would you how well, would you charming, know what it is? You're charming and you're winning and you're engaging and you don't you seem confident but not arrogant and you don't seem like an asshole. These are all things that women like. Yeah, well, you know, here's the thing, though. They always say women like a guy with a sense of humor. So, with, oh, and that. But with that, comedians should be getting a lot of play. But what women don't like is the other side of the comedian, which is the self-loathing chronic masturbator. No, the uh, you know the, the 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 needy. Yeah, the desperate, the needy, right. the bitter, the the driven. Driven people are really on. on um, I think really don't attract people if they're selfish and driven then yeah, yeah. because but I, yeah. I feel like most women will say they want someone who's ambitious though or ambition is fine but but driven like where you'll compromise or it's the only thing you can think about night and day and, oh yeah and, and no that's that kind of stuff. unattractive yeah that's gross um but um this is a very strange i've never felt more like john stamos um <laughs> I'm trying to explain my appeal. I know that – look, I, I, I know that, that, that um, I'm not a piece of ass. But, but um, I, I guess this – you know what? This is the thing. It's, it's, I've had uh, – when we talk about uh, ego surfing, people – guys will attack me and go, how does, how does that load, that ugly troll get X, Y, and Z? And how did he do that? How did that uh, – and, and part of me is like going, well, sh- I should be your hero – if I'm an average dude or even less than average and, and I and I could hook up with these people. And the other thing is, is I had to stop and think and it's like I had to really visualize who's typing this. And I know I don't try to put down, oh, the people in the, you know, I don't, you know, oh, the haters got to hate. I don't think like that. But I really didn't, I couldn't imagine George Clooney going, I can't believe he's going out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, right. so I go, all right, you know, so, uh, you know, so, so, so. You're right, though. That should, you should be their hero. Yeah. They, by, they, by their logic. They should look up to me. They shouldn't, uh, but, but the universe does want, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. They don't want, you know, I mean, they don't, they don't want, you know, I don't want to put anyone down, but they want people to be uh, aesthetically matched. They don't want a mismatch, you know. Yeah. I wonder why, though. Except- I guess because it's like it maybe makes you then jump to certain conclusions about why they're doing that. Well, it also Oh, she it- doesn't think she could do better. Oh, he doesn't think he could do better or whatever. But it also... It also makes you judge your life, but but I yeah. mean, like, I, it wasn't like I, you know, I I, <laughs> I also uh, when I did date, it wasn't like I had uh, uh, I had a type or anything either. You know, it's like uh, I, I I was looking for people I just connected with. So I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> so it wasn't like you know I uh, uh, I. I uh, <laughs> I'm speechless. God damn it. This is really weird. I can't imagine what people That's are thinking. That's how I list. felt. <laughs> okay, well, good. people who are well, listening are thinking. Now the, now the next time we talk will be normal because I now we both had this right. horribly awkward yeah. phase. I've, I've given the, the discomfort to you. Yeah, but I see, feel now great we, now. But see, but this is – here's the thing. Once we discuss it, 
it's it's out of you know it takes all the energy That's away right. from it so 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 we can move on and be pals Yes, that's what I had wanted to happen in Irvine, but this just didn't. So wait, you don't know who told you though? I uh, who who ratted you out? Yeah, I mean it's not like it was private because I was just on, on a podcast. podcast. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just curious. Was it someone who worked on the podcast or someone who had been listening? No, it was actually doing um, morning because part of being a comic, I do a lot of morning radio, and that's where I had heard of it when I was like on the road doing, you know. Tate and teabag in the morning, you know what I mean? And, and, and teabag said it? No, no, no. It wasn't <laughs> on the air. It was, a, it was like a, a producer type oh. who asked me if I listened to it. Wow. Someone in the industry. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, well, you know what? This, this awkwardness. This has been really awkward. Yeah. No, but it started strong. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I, don't, I don't feel awkward. I hope you don't feel too awkward. Um, no, I don't feel awkward. I mean, you know, it, it's it's I'm very uh, I'm very flattered. That's that's all. Well, excellent. Thank you so much for doing my podcast, Bob. What do you? What do, I, it, this is at the it's end. I'm gonna call. ask. What do people call you? I have like my dearest, f- oldest friends who call me Bobcat, and then but like uh, uh, the O nine and my daughter do not call me Bobcat. Except my daughter will do that like in a mall. She'll go Bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> just, what do other people call you, Bob? Some call me Bob, but uh, the majority of my old friends, like the people like Tom Kenny calls me Tom Cat and, 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 and yeah, so, so it's whatever you feel comfortable with. How do you introduce yourself? You um, just say Bob, right? It depends. Like Bob, I introduce myself, but like if it's someplace where I kind of have to explain that I'm me, you know, I, I will say Bobcat. And also I say Bobcat because I want people to be comfortable saying it. Right. I would never say, please call me Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. Well, the funny thing is when I hear people calling you Bob, to me that sounds more familiar right. than, you know, your formal name, Bobcat. And then I realized when I was thinking about that how ridiculous that sounds because Bobcat is really more the nickname. But I went, I went back and forth a lot when I had to send him an email the first time to get this all scheduled. And uh, I, I didn't know what to do and thought really hard about it. And I settled on Bobcat. And then he replied back and it comes in as Robert. <laughs> no last name, and I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> I can't win!" Right? But I probably signed at BC. You did. Yeah. You did. Okay. It, you, it wasn't. It didn't seem like awkward or like I had overstepped my bounds. But it was just really weird to get this email back from like Rob, and I was like, "Who the fuck is?" And then I opened Robert. it. And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, Kimmel's mad about. It. He's like, "Who's Robert?" <laughs> All right, Robert. So Robert. where can we go find you if we want to find you? Um, uh, I'm not on social media. and uh... So we can't. <laughs> so you can listen to this podcast and then wait for podcast. the next podcast. You can go to the project. website for the movie. Uh, probably a website for that. There's probably uh, Facebook, God Bless America. You can get it on all kinds of downloadings and things like that. And uh, I'm always out traveling around telling jokes and uh, making some more movies soon. Well, thank you very much, and thank you to all the listeners. Um, if you're going to buy something on Amazon, which you are because they have everything, click through the banner on my website because that helps out this show, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. And um, thank you for being the bestest listeners ever. Come see this podcast live August 9th at the Nerd Melt Theater with guest Pete Holmes, and there will be a musical guest. That's Thursday, August 9th. You can 
get to the ticket link on my website, alisonrosen.com. If you want to email the show, it's A-R-I-Y-N-B-F at adamcarolla.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. You can I, – I do do the social media. You can follow the show's <laughs> Twitter feed, which is at A-R-I-Y-N-B-F, A-R-I-Y-N-B-F. Um, and you can follow Gary on Twitter at G. Patrick Smith. And you can like us on Facebook. It's easy to find. Um, I love you guys. Bye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Thank you for choosing the Allison Rosen Show. Digital.